0: Leon Drysidle looks like SpongeBob SquarePants because he's got a square upper body and these tiny little legs, and he's got (laughs) a gap in his teeth.
1: This is L.A. King's Fan Talk with Rodney, Rob, Derek, Mike, and Joe. What's up, everyone? We are back from vacation and ready to talk the Kings hockey. And it looks like we're back just in time as the Kings have gone 4-5-2 and two since our last show. Darren, zero wins in the last five games. What's going on with the Kings?
2: Uh, I think some of it's luck, honestly. Um, I think if you look, there's a stat, PDO, so shooting percentage plus save percentage. For the Islanders game, we are 102 and so that means we're above 100%, which is usually 100% is where you want to be because that means you're not more lucky and you're not less lucky than you should be. The PDO for the Kings right now is 96 since that Islanders game. So I, I think if you look at it, we're a little unlucky compared to where we could be. And and I think it's our finishing, mostly. I don't, think our, I don't think our defense, like our save percentage is a little lower than what it was before that Islanders game. But it's just our finishing. And I don't know if that's a teams have figured something out against us or if we're just unlucky. And I think I lean towards a little bit unlucky, but I mean, there are some scheme things I, I talked about and who's hot, who's not, I want to see them get to the net more. I don't think we're getting very many net drives, but that's something you can fix, you know, tomorrow basically. So I, I I'm not terribly worried about it long-term. I think we can easily flip around. There's how many games have we actually been like out of one? In that stretch, real, realistically, maybe two, like Toronto and Winnipeg. I mean, I, every other game we've been, you know, there may be a couple of multi-goal losses, but they're close till the end kind of situation. So I'm not really, like, worried about it. I think we just need to figure out some little little parts of our game, and we'll get right back on that winning train again.
1: do to say positive there, Darren. All right, Rob, same question. What's going on yeah. with the Kings? He
3: pulled out the whole advanced stats, PDO, and all other all stuff. Right. When, when I agree with what what the summary of that all was is we we're not finishing at all. Today's game against Washington was a little microcosm of. Cali four had posts today? Four posts. have had like six shots, real good chances. Nothing's going in. He's. I understand people, not liking him much whatsoever. But if if things if shots can just go in for us, it seems we're, we're, we're starting to shoot at, at the goalies chest rather than yeah. picking corners or, or whatever. But it our, our lack of finishing. And it's, it's been this for years and years. We've always asked, we need finishers on the team. We need finishers on the team. Um, Kempi's a finisher. Fiala's a finisher, you know, stuff like that. It, we're, we're going cold. It's, just our shooters are going cold,
1: and we're and we're losing. Can you give us your best facial impression of Cali of when he shoots and doesn't score? Let's see it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was worth it, I guess. Joe, what's going on with the Kings?
0: Yeah, I mean it's hard to say. I I I guess I agree with uh, Darren and and Rob. It, it, this is bound to happen through the course of a season. And, and I, to, to Darren's point, like, they easily could have won two of the last three or whatever, two of the last, what, four or five games, the, all the the ones that went to uh, to overtime. Um, yeah. So it's, you know, it's a, it's a long season, so you're bound to run into stretches where – you're not gonna win games that maybe you should have, or you're playing. You know, you're playing uh, too close to the edge there, where you know the margins that thin. <clears throat> sorry, excuse me. When the margins that thin, then you know you're 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 vulnerable. So today, if if uh, if Lazote, that's what I call him. Sorry to the people in the interwebs. Um, but it, yeah, if he if he would have buried one of those two of those goals. And then not just because they would have put them up, or or because they would have more goals than their team, but when you have that, when you do end up with that two goal advantage, then it just put you in a position to to uh, uh, play a bit differently. That said, I know that they've blown some leads and, and whatnot,
2: and that's obviously. Yeah, I was just gonna it, say I I looked at it, and we have four games that we've been, had a two goal lead since that Islanders game that we've lost the game. And I think yeah. two of them were shootout, but
0: and the, and uh, then you go back to the beginning of the season when we were winning games, a majority I think over two thirds or or seventy five percent of them at one point were to, by a two goal margin or more. So yeah. again when you get back you get down into one goal games and you you know your eight point five million dollar new acquisition is struggling to score, it, it's now becoming a problem because the rest of the team's not. And, and then the fourth line was electric at the beginning of the season, putting up points. Uh so it's 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 a team, it's definitely a team effort for, for sure. Um the silver lining is this was bound to happen and they're still a good team. They got games in hand, they're still in a good spot in the uh so I'm not concerned about it. Um it would be not, and I will say like Kempe or not Kempe, uh uh Fiala has not finished this year. It's been kind of, kind of eerily, you know, unsettling. And so, to, for him to come to life over the last few games, that's definitely an encouraging sign. So, they just need to get get everybody pulling on the same rope again. I again, not worried about it, but uh, you know, uh, but not not a lot lot positive to say out of the the last couple of weeks. Even even if they had won those games. I don't think any of us would be truly that satisfied with, you know, winning, uh, you know, more, a little bit more than half of them, just based off the play that's been going on, giving up too much, giving up goals right after you score, uh, just not being the dominant team that we saw the first couple months of the year.
1: So if the Kings go another five games without winning a game, we'll have to do a new show called "Are the Kings the Worst Team in the NHL?" <laughs> <laughs> uh, I hope that doesn't happen.
2: Yeah. All right, so the time will turn into a drinking podcast at that point, right? Much, what are you drinking? How much are you drink Maybe
1: we'll do that today anyway. All right, let's talk about uh, Kings calling up Brant Clark and simultaneously losing Toby Bjornfoot to the Golden Knights. Rob, you want to go first?
3: Yeah, if you want me to, what do you got? I'm to just You know, it sucks to lose a first-round draft pick for absolutely nothing. Um, Hashtag asset management? Sure. Um, I I would like to say it's because we're just that deep and uh, the organization is just that stock full that that's just the way the things go. Um, by the way, he played last night in the Vegas win, played 18 and a half minutes and they, they iced five of the six defensemen were left-handed.
1: Yeah. they have like three injuries right now on their back end. Yeah. Yeah. And it's so funny.
3: It's just, I, I see other teams do it. This is just an example, you know, it's never a problem. They have like two different centers playing wing. They got all left-handed defensemen, and it's never a problem for other team, but our our fan base just screams bloody murder if one defenseman's playing his off-wing, and centers aren't no, our are, are natural centers. They're not wingers, and, you know, it's just, it's always a king problem. It's never anyone else's problem, but I digress. Back back to, to Clarky boy. That's, I'm the biggest fan. I, I don't mind saying that out loud. I've. I've been vocal about he needs to be in the NHL. He looked good tonight. He looked like he belonged. I'm, you know, and it sucks that we lose Bjornfoot in the mix. I'm just tickled pink right now about having Clark, Clark up there. He's going to be a difference maker. I'm telling you.
1: Yeah. Did you guys see, uh, what did a coach say? Something like, um, we brought him on this trip, so he's going to play some. It almost sounds yep. like he's going to go back and forth with Spence and Clark. Uh, I know a lot of people would rather see Spence play his off wing and, um, have, sit. and have, yeah, have him sit in England, but I don't think that's what Coach Todd is going to do. Anyway, what you, would you think about the move, uh, Darren?
2: Yeah, I mean, if you lose your what is he, our fifth left defenseman, Toby? Like, I mean, it sucks, but if he can't beat out the likes of Morare and England for a roster spot, for a starting roster spot, I mean, what what are we getting back for him reasonably in a trade? You know what I mean? Like, I know he was a first-rounder, but after the first-rounder is picked, they don't go up in value until they start proving it at the NHL level, and he's never proven that he's a guy like that. At the NHL level, so what were we going to get for him? A fifth rounder, sixth rounder?
3: I th- I think I, the, the mismanagement part. Sorry to cut you off, Darren. Just the no, no, the, the mis the mismanagement part. I think comes in. He's just so young, yes. and for us to be in that situation with him at the get go, that's that's the frustrating part. I I wouldn't have mind just seeing him down in the AHL for a couple more seasons. I mean, he got thrown into the fire. I mean. Think about yeah. how many seasons we've seen him
2: already, you know at he played a full season season one, basically, and then right. and then since then has kind of been used sparingly
3: yeah, we were and forced we were forced in this situation, so it, it, that's the suck part of it, but yeah. sorry. Okay,
0: and, so let, let, no, me, let me chime in then about the mismanage. that's what I see a problem is a guy played a full season what two years ago? and then the next year doesn't even make the roster from opening night. Like, what transpired in that time period where the guy doesn't at least get put slotted as the seventh defenseman? How could you fall off that much? And from my memory, he didn't play at all in the playoffs that year either, if I, if I recall correctly. Like, it, he went and played almost 80 games. I think it was 70 games, and then – I don't think we –
2: Made the playoffs this first season. Okay, whatever. Well, his, his first season, played. the COVID year, right? No, no I'm talking was, like, about the 66? year that he played the 70 games. Yeah, the year.
0: 70.
3: He they
0: they played the Oilers, and so it was the first time they played the Oilers in the playoffs Okay, yeah. it was two three years ago. Uh, there are reasons why maybe he played, but and why he didn't play but, uh, And I'm not sophisticated enough to to. Justify the what the, the Kings did with them to me. It's mismanagement in that you you felt cr- perfectly comfortable with them playing like all those games and you didn't play them at all. It's similar to me like with Copley last year. They didn't like threw him under the bus in the playoffs. Why didn't he get get a shot? The guy carried you through the you know the 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 dirt uh, the tough part parts of the season. The, the, uh, I just feel like he got a raw deal on that front. But back to Bjornfort. If you're, if you're not sold on the guy, he should have been traded the summer that he played 70 games. Like, why are you showing up to camp pretty much knowing that he's not going to be on the team? He's not in your long-term future or long-term plans. That That's the mismanagement to me. And then the, with the, all the salary complications and stuff that, that come to a head this year, that's where it's – okay, that's fine, we don't have a spot for him. Well, we didn't maximize the return out of that. And and he's just a microcosm of the head-scratching moves that Blanket Company have made. But it's just head-scratching in that. We talked about this before with uh, in terms of letting Clark play. We could have brought Clark up in the beginning of the season, let him and Spence. And, and granted, Spence has earned his key, no doubt. But... You know, if we were talking before about if you want to move Roy or something like that, let's see what we have with with you know Clark. Can can he can he hang in there and, and uh, carry the load, so to speak, or whatever? Anyway, I'll shut up at that point. But yeah, it's
2: frustrating mean, for sure. It, it sucks to lose something for nothing. I, I think at the point we are now, I don't think we are getting anything for him that was reasonable because other teams are just going to go. You don't have any leverage. Oh no, I get it. No, yeah, yeah. No, that's that's what I'm so, talking
0: about. Mismanagement, though, you know. Yeah, like, it definitely.
2: I, I understand the like. Oh, why didn't we trade him two years ago? But maybe they. I mean, he was obviously taken as a first rounder for a reason. Like they saw something in him, and he just never realized whatever that was. And if he realizes it elsewhere, that's fine. Like he just wasn't going to compete here for a spot. It seemed like it's not so. fine if it happens in
0: Vegas, Darren. Let's be honest. True. All right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I agree. Right. And
3: and
2: they, they like to take our rejects and,
3: and when, when people say mismanagement, it doesn't mean we should have got two first rounders for a guy that we want no, to go to the, the Ravers.
2: The, it, it's, it's a just, much bigger
0: picture than yeah, that. It's not sure. just him in a vacuum either. It's the whole Yeah. Why do we get to this point sort of thing? Right.
2: So. Yeah.
1: So I heard Rob comment on it, but uh Darren, what'd you think about Brand Clark's playing his first game this year?
2: I thought he looked good. I mean he was did some of the stuff that we like to see him do. He was active offensively. I don't think – I I missed – I wasn't watching the game for the third and – or second and third goal, so I don't know if he was on the ice for them or not. But I don't remember them like, oh, Clark does this. Actually, he was on the ice for the for, second goal. For, huh, for right? the
3: one, but it was totally not his fault. That was when P.L. Dubois decided, hey, I'll just throw it right back to the middle again after yeah. everyone was taken off of ice. So.
1: Right, when I first right. saw it, I'm like, oh, that, that's on Clark. He didn't you know, he started going up the ice, but then when I rewatched it, I'm like, Oh, that was what was PL doing throwing in the middle like that? That was yeah, it was uh, was I think
2: I think Jim Fox said it best where it's like PL needed to take two more strides before he tried to make that pass up the middle kind of thing, or but yeah, I mean he was on the ice for one goal against I mean obviously he solved our power play issues. We scored two power play goals, right? I mean (laughs) clearly him being out there solved it, right? So
1: uh, Darren, since you're the stats guy, I need you to look up to see what King's player has given up the most turnovers this year. Because I know a lot of people will automatically think it's Fiala based on some of the stuff you see, but I think it's PLD. Just just watching the game, I'm like, every time he touches the puck, most of the time he'll lose the puck to the other team. But Joe, what'd what do you think about Brian you know, Clark today? Oh,
0: I'm gonna answer your question. I'm gonna go with Fiala on that one, but yeah, I Unless you're saying that you know
1: for a fact that... Well, Fiala's more obvious because he's making yeah. he'll do like eight dangles and try a crazy pass and get it intercepted. Yeah. It's Fair more enough. obvious. I think- well, PLD, touch the puck, just lose it to their team all the time. And it's like, you don't notice I think it as impactful,
2: much, right? yeah. yeah, I think impactful turnovers is definitely Fiala. Where it's like, Fiala made a pass and it's going the other way for a breakaway. But, um, yeah, I mean, PLD has a couple. I think today was the worst one that I remember him having. He has a couple where it's like... He's along the wall and just
0: Yeah, I think with PLD to him and he just kinda lets it go. It's a lot more (laughs) passive. It's not some
1: reckless play where you're guy back and you know, break away. Let's put it Uh, this way, just just watch the next few games. (laughs) I know Rob had something like this. (laughs) Watch the next few games of PLD. But in this time this time, instead of trying to watch his effort level, when the puck is on a stick, watch who gets the puck next. 90% Ninety percent right, of the time, want hear... it's the other team. It's not any <laughs> of the, anybody in the Kings. I'm just saying. It's funny um, you guys. You
3: guys are talking about Fiala are, Dubois? Those are our two worst plus minus guys. Weird. Yeah,
2: do you want to? Do you want to hear the giveaways? Yeah. Three way tie for the first. Fiala is number one. Who else is the other two that are tied for first for giveaways?
3: Who are the drivers? <sighs> it would be. Think from I the mean, back.
1: Yeah. The,
2: Dowdy, it's Drew Dowdy,
1: Matt Roy. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah, yeah. Speaking and of Matt honestly, Roy, he had a couple of solid hits today. That was that was fun to
0: watch. Yeah, he uh, definitely uh, yeah, that was a nice one. Uh, I think in the third period. So did uh, what's his name Laferrere? Uh, Pop that guy. Uh, oh yeah, uh,
2: yeah. But there was some crying about that hit from from Kings fans even, and I was surprised by that. Uh, you I'm know, like,
3: what, hey, the past month or so, I've i I've, I've been trying not to read Twitter. There are some stupid Twitter King fans. I don't even want to get into that. Um, <laughs> I, what I'm trying to do, uh, I wanted to push my narrative about Brant Clark a little bit. Um, I really like the defensive pairings today. I like Roy with England because right. I think England is our our least defensive. He's the worst left handed defenseman of the three lefties. And so he's, I the, th- he's,
0: he's just not the strongest defender. Right. So yeah. you and put him
3: with your best. The best defensive yeah. right-handed yeah, that guy. That was good. That was good. I, I really liked it a lot. And
0: and, and and you also bring a like a pure physical element. Uh-huh. Those
3: two together are yeah. pretty intimidating.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And
3: now when, when I'm looking at the, the fourth line out there and sometimes when England and Spence were out there with the fourth line, I'd be biting my nails a little bit going, "Uh Oh, I don't, I don't like the five guys that unit on the, on the ice right now. Now it's not so scary with Roy back there with, with them. And I I really liked it.
2: If, if uh, they are rotating them, would you put Spence with Gavrikov, just swap Clark and Spence straight up? Or would you keep, go back to the original pairings?
1: I mean, might as well try it for a couple of games. We haven't been winning.
2: Yeah, I mean, but. at this point I'm fine with all, everyone complains about the blender and like, Oh, why are we switching lines all the time? It's like, we're not winning. No, uh, gonna, we've talked like, about, or
0: at least I know that I've, uh, patted coach on the back for, th- this is the coach that I can remember out of all Kings history, like sticking with lines or at least pairs of players on, on the forward side of things. Yeah. Um, For better or for worse, I think most cases it's been better. I think where it's been – he's had no choice is like, you know, PLD's line is not working, so he's got to find, you know – I think it was – I think
2: if there's anything interesting about his line blending, it's he swapped pairs with a lot of guys. Yeah. Because last season he looked, it was – Kopitar Kempe was always a pair. Uh, Deneau Moore was always a pair. And then our third line was our third line. And for this season – this season it's been uh, P.L.D. and Laferriere, yeah. But he swapped it to where it's now Kopitar and Byfield is the pair, and Deneau and Fiala is the pair, and it's, still it's Dubois and Laferriere. But that leaves Kaliev, Kempe, and more. Um, Why am I drunk? More as the uh, the rotating guy. And he's I think generally putting a,
0: he's putting a, like an individual that is the catalyst with the. the I knocked right. the whole up all the way up and down the lineup, but generally speaking, yeah, trying to find one catalyst to help the other two.
2: For sure,
1: is it a coincidence so, that's what that once they split up more and know, both of their games have dropped off a little bit.
2: Almost, not necessarily. I'm almost thinking uh, I I don't don't they think reunite it's...
1: them, those two with yeah. maybe a different winger. But more
3: narrative driving here. Is it a coincidence that the Kings are winless the four games that Kellyev did not play? Just say
2: one trick pony.
0: Yeah. I I don't know. I, I feel like Kelly, Kelly, you know, totally he kind of went cold a little bit with the offense. He's he definitely a better player this year. Like he's a, yeah. He's effective on the wall. It's t- four check in like, better for sure. Yeah. Like he's not just, he's not as passive as he used to be. And like, you know, he's a big dude, so he should be as, assertive. I, I see yeah. him getting his hands dirty a lot more than PLD, put it that way. Yeah, uh, Or at least bucking it up in the, in the quarter. Uh,
2: I think the one thing I don't understand with the one-trick pony narrative with him is his passing is so good sometimes, uh, like especially the breakout passes from the D zone where I see him ha- have a second to make a pass. Like he puts it on people's tape a lot well, of times,
3: right? And what back to what Joe was saying about the PLD stuff, you know, he gets sit for that game and and the last two games now that he's played. He's noticeably hustling more. It's like if he took the call out of being sat to heart and now he's trying to bring it to another level. Where PLD, I don't know if he's getting called out or not, but I just never see that, that extra gear change. You know, shift yep. gears, go harder, get angry, throw, you know, do something out of your comfort zone here and, and push your limit. I, that's, I don't know. Going back to, to
0: just to go off on a tangent, since we are we're just a stream of consciousness right now, but uh, I was thinking this earlier when we were doing the, who was hot or who was not. Um, where the Kings are at in this point in the season, the, you know, the losing streak, all that stuff. Uh, this is somewhat cliche. I feel like the Kings need that, Game against the Oilers last year where there were three fights and they took no shit. Uh, Dano jumped on whoever it was. Yeah. Oilers got it. great, great game. And, you know, whatever. Obviously, I'm a Kings fan, so see it through that lens, even though I hate the Oilers. But that was uh, uh, not even at that point in the season where that needed to happen. But with, oh, yeah, these guys these guys are all tugging on the same rope. So, um, yeah. uh, I would I would like, there, there's, we need, we, we need something like that to happen. Just, just, yeah. I mean, it could have happened today. Uh, you know, like with the, the Roy hit and the, uh, the LaFerriere hit, there's really no response from, uh, Washington surprisingly. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. It'll probably you. happen in Florida.
1: I got to ask Rob this question. What'd you think about your boy, Tom Wilson, taking a run? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about, right? He took a run at Ferrier, Yeah. And then had to go he, off the ice with his face all beat up. Well, I was, I
3: actually paused it and I slow moed it to see if he was going to try and throw his shoulder into Ferrier's jaw and like just end his career. And he didn't. Um, Leferrier's left hand came across and basically just punched him right in the nose. So
1: but like he, as he, a follow through, it wasn't like a
3: Yeah, no, yeah. It, so he just he just moved when he got hit. LeFaire going to the side, his left hand came across and just just nailed him in the face. So it, it was it was that. I, I actually s- slow-moed it a couple times just to get all the angles of it. So what's the headline? LeFaire
1: <laughs> left hook takes out Takes Tom Wilson out of the game. <laughs> That's it was,
3: yeah, you, you don't see it unless, like I said, you. It was hard to see unless you slow mo it. But well, I'm I'm
0: pretty sure they don't play each other again you know, the rest of the season because yeah. if they did, nope. you know, in, in <laughs> next season, bookmark this. You know, next time <laughs> Ferrier is on the ice with him, he's gonna
2: be like, especially after he ran for This or... the whole... <laughs>
3: No, yeah. I I honestly think I think Tom Tom Wilson is gonna sit there and said he he did that to himself. He it's not that big a deal.
1: Yeah. What do you guys think about if they did a, you know how a Byfield and Dubois are BFFs. They got the BFF bracelets and stuff. What if we did a Dubois, Byfield, and Kempe line? How would that look? So basically, you're just swapping Kobitar and Dubois. Yeah.
2: I say try. I, earlier. I like, say try. I, mean, I say try. I, yeah. I'm always all for line changes when things aren't going well because. You can always – you know what works to some extent or what has worked in the past, so you can always go back to that. So, like, if you want to try to, that for – we have to try it for games. You can't just try it for a period. Like, it's got to be two, three games, let them get in a, a rhythm together. Right.
3: I'm also – I'm still sticking to my original lines from the beginning of the season that I wish I would saw, and that is, I would love to see Kempe, Dubois, and Fiala Th- we almost just,
2: scored with those three on the ice.
3: Those three today. together, and just let people figure it out, and then put yeah. Kopi with Byfield and Kaliev, and then you could still have Dano and Moore together, and and Leferriere would go great with those guys. Yeah, you know, I just that that's been my my dream since game one. But I, we'll I thought
1: your dream was for the Kings to sign Yager and have him play in the top two lines. <laughs> yeah. hey, he's still available. <laughs> well let me let me let me talk about the goalies really quick here so santa's helper out for the season right acl
2: he said he'll be back in june when the kings are still playing by the way i don't know if you saw that or not
1: so based but based on the rest of the season going forward here joe started talking about the goalies already so what do you think joe are you are you cool with the are you happy with uh talbot and Riddick
0: and I don't think we have a choice, but I am obviously, like who could be disappointed with the way Tal is performed? I mean, I think the the issue there is just a matter of maintaining health, and then also, yeah. even if it's not health, like you know, he's playing a lot consistently. You know, will the uh, play start to tally off as you know, as it gets tired through throughout the season, but. I don't we don't really have a choice do we I mean like what are the options did
1: you just call him Talbot his actual name is all-star Cam Talbot I don't know if you mispronounced it or what but that's his actual name fair enough
0: Uh, but yeah uh, I mean yeah he he earned his all-star credential for 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 sure mainly with his
1: locker room celebration right joe
3: yeah
1: i don't we need yeah. another one of those yeah, videos <laughs> but we no. need that back so bad it's yes. been so long since we've had one of those
2: i know i don't think we've had one since gavrikov came back right yeah we had one since he came, yeah. back. He came back from injury he can't
3: he, we had one with him
2: and then oh, okay yeah rob said you want to talk about fantasy trades is a goalie in that fantasy trade there rob what's your fantasy fantasy track? trades Okay.
3: Well, yeah. I mean, it seems one of our podcasts that got a lot of views and a lot of people talking was just when I mentioned Roy, what are we going to do with Roy? And it's so funny how things we talk about on our podcasts, it always seems like a few weeks later, those things start popping up, you know? And, uh, it's, it's the trade stuff. I mean, now that Copley is officially out for the season and you know, we got Talbot and Riditch, which their save percentages are just if if they can maintain the save perc- they got plus nine twenty save percentages going on. If that's holds up for the rest of the season, we won't need a goalie. No. Nine twenty save percentage is good enough for a goalie going in going in playoffs. So
1: Oh, I thought you but, meant let's let's just go empty net the rest of the season.
3: But, <laughs> but if if Goalie is it going to be – I think it might rear its head that we might need a goalie. Oh, who knows? So who are we going to trade? Who are we going to trade for this? Who are the options?
1: Well, if uh, Aaron performs excellent at the AHL level, maybe we could uh, sign him to an NHL contract or a two-way contract.
2: Yeah, he won't be. I mean, he will not yeah, be. No, that adds yeah, I, I, I don't think so. I think um <laughs> I think if there's a if we're talking, you know, fantasy, pie in the sky or whatever, I think it's like Askarov or or um, Wallstrom. Is it Wallstrom? Is that the name his name? What's the, the prospect's name from Minnesota? It's well, a, stat. a blank. Yeah. I know I know who you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, the prospect from Minnesota. One of those two guys where it's a young guy, unproven but high draft capital high pedigree type guy where they have blockers in front of them. And, you know, could we trade and that's a trade where you could go Roy for a scar And it's, it's not looked at as we're giving up too much because we're getting a potential franchise goalie at a young age. Um, I, I think that's the only deal that, that truly makes sense in my mind. I, I, I just don't see a top level goalie that's available because all the top level goalies are on the good teams, like how you know much, what I mean. We're not. How much do
0: you think it would cost to get Jonathan
2: Quick out of New York? <laughs>
1: uh, Toby Bjorn for oh, never mind, he's gone.
2: <laughs> I think that's a big middle finger from Quick before he accepts that trade.
1: But yeah, I um,
2: that was sarcasm.
3: <laughs> no, I know more 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 fantasy stuff in my head. I, right now, I. I don't know if I ever. I don't know if I want the roster to change all that much because I don't know what we need. Do we need maybe a little more physicalness?
1: Yes, I feel like we need uh, somebody physical. Honestly,
3: how Uh, how how good of a team are we if you take out Lafarriere and put in
1: Tom Wilson? Well, today Laferrare almost took out Tom Wilson. Yeah, so I don't, exactly. <laughs> and
3: that—that's. I'm just talking physicalness as far as <clears throat> right. Yeah. Or is LaFerrier
1: plenty enough tough? No, no, no. Not as far uh, as what we I, need. He fits a different role. But okay, so I, let's I talk about before this. Before so, we
2: trade for toughness, I would almost want to see Andre Lee given a run. Or he's a big boy. He's a big so boy. He's he's the top line thick. minutes. Which he's is my, he's my point, though, too. Of the rain, like. Right
3: so you want to do it in-house and you don't want to trade try it. Anyway. Try
2: it. I, I, I mean, you could try it. I'm not saying it has to work. If it doesn't work, you try it before the trade in line. If it doesn't work, you go, okay, let's go get a tougher, tougher. What guy. about,
3: what about sticking with Lee? How about trading Roy for Anders
2: lead? There you go. Just getting someone I'll tell you to take out people's we, knees.
1: Roy is the kind of player you want <laughs> for the playoffs. That's why. <laughs>
2: Roy is the yeah. guy.
3: So, so once again, we are not getting
1: rid of Roy. No. I don't think we can. For yeah. sure. We have to I find a way to keep him because he is the type of guy you need in the playoffs. Okay. He's your solid defenseman. Plays
2: physical. Yeah.
1: He
3: finally, hey, he finally got his first goal. Yay. Yeah.
2: For sure. And I think that's another spot where you can look at, like, I talked about PDO and stuff like that earlier in the podcast. Like, our defensive scoring is way down and it's not it's way down compared to like maybe the top teams but even compared to our pace last season we're we're not going to hit the same numbers of, of goals and stuff from our defensemen.
1: upcoming schedule rob what do we got
3: all right we're on this road trip guys so one two three four five more games left in this road trip of the six game road trip we are at tampa bay at florida Then we head on up to Detroit. Then we go back down to Carolina. And on the way back home, we stop in Dallas. Some tough, tough teams. You know, it's, it's, I think it's not only is it sucks that we're on the road, even though we're a great road team, but to this, this is, these are formidable. This is the gauntlet. This is the gauntlet
2: of our
1: season, I think. So a total of 10 points possible
3: left in the road trip there's 10 points left
1: let's do this let's Let's start with long beach joe
3: how many points joe 10 points
0: uh let me tally them up here uh zero gonna go with us getting a win lightning will lose against the panthers win against red wings Due to time
1: constraints, we fast forwarded this. Six, six, six points, six points. Six out of ten. I like that. Yeah.
3: Okay. Darren, what do you got?
2: I'm going to go with eight points, but I like it. We don't lose in regulation. It's 3 0 oh, 2. Wow. You're yeah. optimistic. Uh, because right I think we're still in every single game and it's going to flip eventually. I, I just. I, I don't know. I have some confidence that we're going to flip it around, and we have a revenge game against Detroit losing a shootout against them. Florida, we always play hard because Kachuk and, and those guys. And I, I don't know. I, I see us 8 out of 10. We're going to go 3-0 and 2.
3: I hope so. Rod? Seven points. Yeah, right. I'm Rod. sitting there – I, I well, f- I, I like our chances against Florida. I think we play well enough against Florida. Um, I think we do. I think we're mad at Detroit. Okay.
2: Um,
3: Carolina. That, that's going to be that's going to be the game to figure out if it's a positive road trip or, or negative. I think. And then I think we have Dallas's number. So there's three wins in there. That's six points let's give a overtime loss in there seven I'm with you with the seven points let's hope that's optimistic hey Kings fans we're 20-10-6 all you idiot assholes on Twitter that just you're like Toronto Maple Leafs fans seriously like relax be positive
1: that's almost as bad as Canuck fans but not quite
3: and I'm like, man, being positive doesn't mean you can't, you know, express, hey, call out guys or anything like that. I get it, we're all fans, but it's embarrassing sometimes. You
0: know what? I freaking hate the Edmonton Oilers and their
3: fans. Just oh like my god!
0: Yeah. Just absolutely hate them.
3: Joe, D- Darnell Nurse, Evander Kane, uh, the, what? Leon the Dreis- Leon Dreisaitl. Connor McDavid, who's the biggest – who do you hate the most on that team?
1: Leon Drysaddle for me.
3: Leon Dreisaitl,
0: everybody hates him. SpongeBob SquarePants, put that in there. Edmonton Oilers fans, Leon Dreisaitl looks like SpongeBob SquarePants because he's got a square upper body and these tiny little legs, and he's got <laughs> a gap in his teeth. <laughs> the, only that, the only thing that he's missing is the um, – uh, uh 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 affectionate qualities that spongebob has uh, <laughs> other than that he's a crusty crab <laughs> being sent to the abyss with lead shoes screw right. that that guy's not even a hockey player he's a, like, a villain in a, in a in a cartoon
1: wow that doesn't even make any Dude, sense. You just kicked him all the way down to bikini bottom. That's impressive. <laughs> I
0: would hate you, that guy. I hate you, that guy.
3: Would you trade PLD for him? Absolutely. <laughs> I, I, I would as long as the salary makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, that's <laughs> a no-brainer. But <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't even know if I would like. I don't think. I think I would be very critical of him if he was on the Kings.
3: Yeah. No, yeah, he's he's dirty. He's dirty. Darren, who's your most hated oiler?
2: It's probably dry saddle Well it was uh What
1: do you but on was, the Kings, what do you prefer? Somebody dirty or somebody that's lazy? It's not giving full effort.
2: I mean, it's easier to defend someone who's dirty than it is someone who's lazy. Got it. You know? But Ooh. okay, uh, who was their enforcer? Uh Cassian. Wait, are you, right. Darren, are you talking about ex-girlfriends,
1: Darren, or are we still talking about hockey here? What's going on?
2: No, yeah, hockey. Okay. Hockey.
1: We better yeah, it get was
2: a... Cassian before, and then when he got yeah. shipped to... I don't
1: Florida. know. I he hate
2: it. Ever, but... since,
3: ever since uh, Darnell Nurse headbutted butted yeah. and got away
1: with it, I, That it sickens me. All right, Kings fans, that's our show for today. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and slew foot that notification bell. Next time, stay classy and go Kings. Go! Go, Kings go Kings. Shout out to Puka Nakua, breaking records. Dry saddle sucks. <laughs> Oilers suck.
0: Dry, Dry saddle is German for shitty. <laughs> <laughs> Dry saddle is <laughs> German for shitty. That's it is. <laughs>